0: But because of what you've done, not because of what I've done, but because of who. You-
1: Welcome to Visceral Reflections. Uh, This is Tom. It's uh, Tuesday, February 14th. Um, uh, It's also known as Valentine's Day. So, uh, happy Valentine's Day, I guess. Um, Anyways, um, yeah, you know, it's funny. um, I know we just did a show over the weekend, uh, but uh, I wanted to pick up the conversation tonight on brokenness um, because... Uh, You know, it's just been stirring in my mind a lot lately. And the only reason I cut it off last time is we we just went too long because I spent a lot of time at the beginning rambling, uh, which I'm going to do tonight as well. Um, (laughs) So um, if you're listening, I, I appreciate it. If you are out having time with your beloved or your intended or uh, even if, perhaps if you're, you're just in a waiting season for the Lord to send your love to you, I get that. Um, either way, I appreciate you listening, whether it's tonight or later. Uh, so before we get into this, uh, I'm going to go ahead and pray and because uh, there's a lot of things I want to get to. Father God, thank you for today. Thank you for your gift of love expressed in your incarnation. And the Lord Jesus, and you know John three sixteen. You loved us, you came for us, you came to rescue us, and you endured the cross, despising the shame for the joy set before you. And Lord, we just thank you. We thank you that you are love, and that all loves flow from you. We thank you that you created all uh, many types of love and sacrificial love, and charity, and eros, and um, uh, romantic love, and marriage, and you created friendship, and you created the gift of community, and um, Lord, just so much, and and we're thankful for all that you do, and all that you're doing for us. Uh, We thank you for uh, the many gifts that you've given us and you freely placed in our hands and that your wonderful creation is designed for us to love and enjoy and that we can uh, go into the world and see your the work of your hand in everything that's been created. And Lord, like uh, Romans 120 says, that we look at the creation and we see your majesty and we see your power. And Lord, we just thank you that we, you took such great care. And we look at the universe and the vastness of what you created, and you let yeah, you think of us, Lord. That's uh, an incredible thing to us. And Lord, like just like that song said, "Who am I that you called me by name?" And, and Lord, that's the attitude that I hope that we exhibit, that we carry in our hearts. Uh, Lord, it's just you've just done so much, Lord. We thank you and I'm so grateful. I just pray that you would bless tonight. Um, Give me the words and the scripture to share. And Lord, prepare the hearts of the folks who will hear this. Uh, We thank you and we praise you and we're grateful and... We love you because you first loved us, and we love each other because you first loved us. And Lord, we just ask all these things in the name of the Lord Jesus, who had all of us in mind when he went to that cross. We thank you and we praise you and we're grateful, and we ask this in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Well, um, uh, one thing before I forget, I wanted to say this last time. Uh, On the website, uh, I've done a a few articles on biblical thinking, and um, only, I believe, four of them are published, three or four of them. There's 11 total, and they're not all complete, but I, I made a commitment this weekend to start going through those because... I wanted to get those published and out, and um, frankly, they, they're the framework for a book that I want to write. And so, as I started creating notes on what each chapter would be, I started to develop um, these just short articles. So, anyways, I'm going to get those out, try and trickle those out in the coming weeks, and just commit time to doing that. So, look for those, and if you've read any of the previous articles, and enjoyed them, uh, I'd love to hear from you. You can email us at info at foundationalknowledge.org. If you have questions about biblical thinking and you want to make a suggestion or ask a question, I would love to hear that. If I've said anything that needs clarity, I would love to hear that. If I've written anything that needs to be elaborated on, or you feel it's wrong and it needs correcting. I uh, would love the opportunity to um, to reply to that and hopefully engage in a fruitful dialogue. Um, anyhow, I just wanted to mention that because uh, I've, I've been thinking about that for a while. And a biblical thinking, um, you know, in this season of life going back the last 12 years, this has been a hot topic on my mind. And, um... um you know, and largely it's just come from God's formative work in me and convicting my heart and showing me things in scripture and realizing that um, um, there was a lot of uh, things in my mind that were not honoring to him. A lot of things that were um, poisonous, um, a lot of things that needed to be pruned a lot of misconceptions about people and the world and and myself, my identity. Um, Anyways, so the writing comes from all of that, and um, I'm excited to to get back into these. Um, So as of right now, there is 11 um, articles in the works. I'm sorry, there's seven in the works, 11 total. Anyhow, just wanted to mention that. So be on the lookout for those and I'm going to do my best. And, and frankly, if if uh, life gets busy and you need to nudge me to you want me to get some published, I, I don't mind a little a little nudge, to be honest. Um, you know, one thing I thought would be fun tonight um, before we get into the rest of brokenness is uh, just talk a little bit about St. Valentine. You know, you know, this is the the High Holy holiday for Hallmark and uh, I don't know that a lot of folks um, uh, know where this came from, but St. Valentine was actually a bishop, a Christian bishop in Italy in, uh, in the 3rd century. And um, in 270 AD, he was, he was martyred for his bold witness of the gospel and God's unfailing love. And he was known for God's unfailing love. And in 496, the Pope actually declared February 14th as the feast day of St. Valentine. And um, there's a lot of speculation about why that date was chosen. Uh, We don't know, but when I learned about it, I was pretty amazed that here we are, you know, 17, 1800 years later, whatever it is, um, and we're still celebrating that day. It blows me away. Uh, but I think it's a testimony of God's love and um, that God has preserved that because he was an honorable man from from um, historical notation. Those are the things we know. And, um, you know, one of the things that um, that drew a lot of notoriety was... Um, you know, how he became associated with, with love and romance. And, um, one of the things was that he was famous for conducting Christian weddings and going against the emperor. So Emperor Claudius II had, um, he wanted he, he wanted young men joined in the military and not getting married. Um, but, uh, St. Valentine would actually, uh, conduct the weddings and he just became associated with love and marriage and um prompting courting and engagement and um so anyways that's that's the legend Uh, and i use the term legend loosely because you know i think the historical notation is valid Uh, we know he was martyred we know he was uh, a bishop in the church and we know that um the the feast of saint valentine was issued by the pope in 496. so those are things that we do know uh the um story around all of that is what I just described to you. I, I read a couple other accounts uh, that were speculative, and I thought what I just shared with you was the most historically reliable. So I just wanted to share that with you. Uh, one other thing that's grown into the tradition is that red has become the color of, of um, the St. Valentine's feast in the liturgy. And so, yes, yeah, St. Valentine's Day is in the liturgy, and. Uh, The reason red was chosen is red is not only symbolic of love, (laughs) but you're not going to, what I'm about to say, you're not going to read in any Hallmark card that I'm aware of. But the blood of Christ is representative of the love of God. So in the the Lord's love, um, the Lord Jesus was Um, crucified for us and put to death and spilled his blood. And we are washed and cleansed in the blood, as scripture teaches. (sighs) Washed and cleansed by faith. Um, And of course, the red also became the color of martyrdom. Um, So that's how uh, those are the connections there uh, related to the uh, the historic Christian accounts of, uh, Valentine's Day and St. Valentine, the bishop. Um, anyway, and then of, of course, 1 Corinthians 13, um, the love chapter is, um, really 13, fourth eight is indicative of, um, the, uh, the day and the feast. I was gonna say the holiday and the feast. I don't know if it's a holiday or not. Um, at any rate um you know if uh, I, I i love the, i love the day and it's always fun to celebrate somebody and um yeah i so i'm sorry if i ruined the color red for you but um welcome to my world i was i read that and i'm like oh man but anyways um if if you've ever sent your lady friend red roses then you understand um, anyways, I just wanted to share that. Uh, I thought that would be fun to mention today before we get into brokenness. And again, like I mentioned, um, you know, at the outset, I thought the song Who Am I by Casting Crowns was uh, representative of of um, the posture of our heart. And that we, we don't come before the Lord and with any pride we don't come... Um, with anything, really. We're beggars at the foot of the cross. We are poor in spirit. We are, we are destitute spiritually, um, looking for the Lord to redeem us and save us. And, and he has. For those of us who put our faith in the Lord Jesus and the finished work on the cross, you know, on, on the cross, Jesus said, it is finished, and he gave up his spirit. And uh, he conquered death. And he is the death of death. And in that... Um, We put our faith, no matter how small, no matter how much we doubt, no matter how much we look at our lives and beat ourselves up and wonder if we're saved, um, the grace and mercy and love of God reaches farther than any person ever will. And so we're thankful for that. And because of that, we look at it and just say, man, who am I that you would even think of me and go to the cross with me in mind. blows me away. And I hope that does you as well. And that's the posture of our heart that we're seeking. So, in in picking up um, this list from Nancy DeMoss, um, I'm going to just go right from where we left off last time, which is um, that the prideful desire to be served and uh, the humble or the broken are motivated by serving others. And, um, you know, that that's just a picture of black and white, you know. Um, you know, you might have, you know, I've talked before about the love of God. And, you know, you, you may look at a situation and say, how can I help? What can I do? Whenever we have a disaster, whenever, you know, there's a, a tornado or a hurricane or a terrorist attack or um you know we just had the earthquake in turkey and right you know i think the christian's natural reaction is how can i help you know when you see um you know that i I got a notification this week of um a a family who was killed in a car accident and they left behind a, a small daughter and it's like you know how can i help um and um you know her and her big brother and her uh on their own now and they got some extended family but you look at that and it just breaks your heart and um but it's an opportunity to share the love of god there uh you know the verse that comes to mind is mark 10:45 and that is the lord jesus did not come to serve but to be or not to, Come to be served, but to serve and to give His life as a ransom for many. And I think that is a declaration that every Christian falls into that category. You know that we, you know, we do as Christ did, and so um, we are called to a life of service. And you know, when when we leave this world and step into eternity, and the angels will escort us to the throne of God, and you know, we're going to hear the words, you know, well done, good and faithful servant. And, you know, we're not going to be called by any other title, by any awards, by any human recognition, but that the Lord is saying, you know, you followed my example and you were a good servant. And that's what we seek to be. Um... Uh, The next um, characteristic of the prideful is the desire to be successful and the characteristic of the humble is the desire to be faithful to make others a success. And um, that falls in line with service as well. And um, Yeah, a lot of things come to mind, but I I think the scripture that comes to mind is John 3.30, that... He must increase and I must decrease. And that is uh, kind of a, a statement of resolve on our spiritual formation. That Christ formed in me must increase. In me, in the outer man, in my natural state must decrease. So, you know, that's really talking about our mind, our will, our emotions, our desires um, to surrender to Jesus in our formation and as we grow up in the Lord, you know, we, we become our true selves. And so I think that John three thirty is a good life first to know. It's a very simple he must increase and I must decrease. It's very simple because, you know, as believers we're not out there trying to make a name for ourselves. Sometime it may happen and it may be thrust upon you. Um you know, I I heard uh, today uh, the um, guys at work were talking about the Super Bowl, and apparently the the quarterback for one of the te- the team that won um, is a believer, and he just gives his glory to God. And um, I, you know, I look at that and I was like, oh, that must be difficult to have that sort of fame and notoriety, but it's an opportunity to point to Christ and you know, the Lord has blessed him with that. And, um, so anyways, um, the next one, um, the prideful desire for self-advancement and, uh, the humble, the humble desire to promote others right now. Yeah, that's right. Desire to promote others. I'm sorry, I'm reading off the sheet in its free form, and it's not numbered or anything. And so, I look away, and I look back, and I'm like, where was I? Um, anyways, where's my mouse? Um, the desire to be successful, um, I'm sorry, the desire for self-advancement and the desire to promote others. Um... I, again, it's the the pride for self focused, and promoting others is to be other focused. And we've talked before about uh, am I me focused or am I other focused in regards to um, uh, to my approach to the world, my approach to business, my approach to relationships, my approach to um, time with my family, uh, and so on. Um, you know, and I mentioned before, Romans 12 is a good life first chapter. Um, you know, Romans 12, 10 is, is a good one to know that we want to be devoted to one another in brotherly love. But the, the part B of that is that we give preference to one another in honor. And um, I think that that's what that means to desire to promote others is that we want to build people up. We want to encourage hearts, and we want to recognize folks for their good efforts. And um, and the more we do that for people, I think the more um, humility grows in a person. Uh, I think it's a rare person that hears stuff like that, and is so hardened in their heart that it just feeds their pride. I, I, my observation has been, you know, people are all, seem to be humbled by recognition, um, I think that's a majority of the people. And and I think that's a good thing. So uh yeah, Romans 12 10 is a good one to know. Um uh, driven to be recognized and appreciated versus the humble have a sense of unworthiness and uh thrilled to be used at all, eager for others to get credit. And um You know, when I think about that, I, I think about um, Matthew six thirty three to put first the kingdom of God and not our own kingdom. And, um, you know, I think when we can do that, uh, it changes our perspective. It changes our... It provokes us to ask the question, why am I doing this? And I think that that is something that we want to... Uh, you know, to kind of always keep in mind because um, you know, we can get down the road pretty easily of uh, looking for um, sort of self-aggrandizing opportunities. And I think it's something that that we want to just be mindful of because it's a slippery slope and we can get down that road pretty quick and get focused on ourselves, and it doesn't take much. We get a little bit of recognition, we get a little bit of success, we make a little money, and all of a sudden, uh, we forgot who made us. So, uh, Philippians 2, 3 is a good verse, I think, for this sense of unworthiness, uh, that we do nothing from, uh, what is it, do nothing from empty or selfish conceit, um, but with humility regard one another as... as, um, more important than ourselves. I think that's a good life for us to learn. Philippians 2, 3 um, is, uh, you know, one that I would share with you and just put out there. Um. Let's see where... uh, I lost my place on the list again. (laughs) Um. Where are you? I was talking to my mouse. Computer mouse, not my real mouse. I don't have a real mouse. Um. This is an interesting one. This ministry is privileged to have me as a prideful thing versus I don't deserve to serve in this ministry. Now, I can honestly say I don't know that I ever met anyone in ministry where they felt like, you know, that, hey, I'm God's gift to this church or whatever. Uh, I can't think of anyone like that. If anything, that everyone I know has been the opposite. Um, I don't deserve to serve in this ministry. You know what comes to mind when I read that? um, Moses and Elijah, uh, Moses and Elijah, and I've talked about them before, but both reluctant to their calling that, you know, uh, Moses did not want to go to Egypt. And he said, send Aaron and had no confidence in his ability to carry out God's mission or communicate properly. And Elijah, Elijah wanted to die. Elijah prayed for death. He's, you know, he was depressed and discouraged and, you know, an angel came minister ministered to him and, you know, and he needed to just take a breath and relax and, and let some, get some perspective, let fear and anxiety, um, mellow and uh, not pass, um, to, um, to settle down in, on his interior. I think it's probably a good way to say that, um. You know, but those are, those are two men that God called. Neither of them f- felt up for the task. Felt that, other, that there were better men that could do the task. And then later on, we see in the transfiguration, <laughs> who shows up at the transfiguration of Jesus um, in the announcement of the fulfillment of Jesus for the law and the prophets. But those two who did not want to sip another calling. Um, you know, I, I I just, I love that realization because it makes me think about when I'm afraid or when I don't think I'm up to the challenge or, um, you know, I mentioned before, you know, I'm writing some books and there's times when I just like, does anyone really care what I have to say or, you know, is there anything new to add to the conversation? There's, you know, I have like a thousand books on my wish list to read that I'll never get to. Um and but yet I, I do have a, a, a desire and to continue doing it, you know, and you know, I'm doing this podcast, so you know, counterintuitive to what I just said about writing. Does anyone care what I have to say? Um I trust someone out there will listen to this. At least I, I hope at least one person has helped. Um you know which to me that'd be you know any ministry that i do if i can encourage one heart or help someone know god better or help someone recover from their sin or help someone get back on track or help someone grow or uh, you know whatever it might be to cultivate our spiritual formation uh, to me that's a win and you know you know i don't need to speak to 50,000 people and, and have thousands come forward and you know for an altar call um, the Lord gives me satisfaction in the small things. And I appreciate that. Um, but you know, thinking about, um, uh, ministry, um, I think one thing, uh, Tim Keller wrote a book called the freedom of self-forgetfulness and uh, that book has helped me a lot. Uh, in fact, um, I was thinking over the weekend, I need to read it again, um, just to get centered on, you know, sometimes, you know, it's easy to get puffed up and, uh, especially in business and in my business. Um, and you got to stay grounded and grounded in the Lord. And so to me, uh, I think that's a wonderful book I'd recommend. And, um, I think if you get it on audible, you know, I think it's like, uh, to listen to it's like 45, 50 minutes, something like that. You can knock that out, you know, in, um, in an hour or so. But anyways, I encourage you to, I've, I've read it three or four times since I first heard of it. It was required reading at the C.S. Lewis Institute. And, um, anyways, I just highly recommend it. Um. (laughs) Feel confident in how much they know. Are they prideful? Humbled by how much they have to learn. I don't know that I'm equipped to talk about this one. Um, it is easy to get prideful on knowledge and to get arrogant and to, and I've talked before about spiritual pride and when you know the Bible and, you know, and there's, um, it's something you have to guard against. I, I can tell you that, you know, sometimes, you know, if I'm in a group and I get called on or someone says, Hey Tom, what is that passage or something like that? Um, yeah, I, you, it, pride immediately sets in. And, um, you know, I just, um, um, it's something we have to guard against, Um, you know, but uh, learning is fun. Reading, I enjoy reading. I am passionate about learning things. And um, uh, yeah, so I I do think that it's good to have, uh, I'm gonna use this term holy confidence versus prideful confidence. And what I mean by that, you know, the Lord has given us all gifts and abilities, and um, I think we can um, confidently, in you know, a god honoring way manage um, the gifts that God's built into us, whatever those may be. So, um, you know, I have a good memory, so then I appear smart um, sometimes in the right circles. But, um, the truth is I just remember stuff and I like to read. So, um, uh, but anyways, I, I, I do also realize how much I have to learn. And I think we all do, you know, I look at scripture and I'm just like, God gave us like 31,000 Bible verses to learn. And, um, you know, um, there's just a lot to know. Frankly, thank God for the Holy Spirit who tells us what to say at the right time. Um, anyways, uh, enough about that. Um, um, let's see where I'm, I'm sorry, I lost my place again. Um, being self-conscious versus not concerned with self at all. You know, um, I I don't know if I agree with that one. You um, know, when I say that, I don't know if I agree that self being self conscious is being prideful. Um, because I think we can be unsure about ourselves in a, a way that's not prideful, but it's just you know a way that is. Um, How do I say this? You have an awareness. Like um, the world was created for people who are not self-aware, and those of us who are self-aware are also aware of our sinness. We're aware of our our shortcomings. We are aware of all the ways we don't measure up, and it's easy to get self-conscious and. Um, i just don't know that that's a prideful thing i just don't know i think it might be related to experience it might be related to believing lies about yourself it might be related to uh, personality type it might be related to image um um you know self-image like like me i I work out a lot and uh, you know, no matter how much I work out, I'm always focused on what I still need to do instead of where my improvements are. So fortunately, I have a trainer who points out the good things. Um, so anyways, I'm going to leave that one there because the truth is, I don't know. I mean, um, you know, speaking of Valentine's Day, I mean, if I ever took you on a date, I really need about 10 dates before I'm comfortable. Um, you know, because it's just my mind goes in overdrive. Um, not all the time. Um if I don't like you, I won't overthink it at all. Um, okay. that's sounded prideful. Um, but not concerned with self at all is the opposite of that. And I, I do think that, um, yeah, I'm going to set that one aside if it's after I've spoken about it for 10 minutes. Um, keep people at arm's length versus risk of getting close to others. Um, willing to take the risk of loving intimately. So it sounds like she's going for vulnerability uh, versus, you know, insulating yourself or keeping your comfort zone. Um, uh, you know, back to Romans 12. Romans 12 comes to mind again on that. And so as you're... Um, uh, Romans 12 says that we want to rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. And, um, don't be prideful, but associate with the lowly. Um, I think that's in there around verse 15, 16, something like that. And, um, to me that, that makes sense because vulnerability, like, let me give you an example. Um, somebody needs some help, but you're reluctant to get too involved. Um, maybe you just want to throw money at the situation, um, you know, you're not willing to go the extra mile that someone might need. Um, so you do the bare minimum, I guess. I think that's what she's getting out there. So, um, but there can also be, I guess, um, you know, I think that what I just described is probably helping strangers versus um, helping somebody you know. Um, but just, I think um, every time we're vulnerable, we. Um, we um uh go beyond the boundaries of our comfort zone and i think that that i think that i think we need to do that frankly um because it's easy to to isolate and to do everything on our terms and um you know sometimes god calls us to get uncomfortable so that we can uh, love other people and provide the help and be the hands and feet of jesus and be the the, the kind word or the, or the resource or whatever is, is necessary. Um, I'm trying to think uh, the scripture I have in mind. Colossians 310, um, not concerned with self, but, uh, Colossians 310 is put on the new self. Uh, so in our identity in Christ, uh, we're not concerned with self, uh, the old self. Uh, so I think I would probably just uh, modify what she wrote here a little bit and put on the new self in Colossians 3, that we put on Christ, that we're clothed in Christ, that we're hidden in Christ. And then um, we can be Christ to the world and uh, let, let God work through us. And you know, like 2 uh, Corinthians 1, that as God comforts us, we comfort others. In uh, their time of need, so I think that's Colossians three ten. That would probably be a good life first for that. Um, and the last one I'm going to do. It looks like this is going to be a part three because um, I still have a whole other page here. <laughs> um, quick to blame others are the prideful, and accept personal responsibility and see where we went wrong. So do we take, you know, do we face the music and take responsibility and um, admit when we're wrong? Or do we deflect and look for ways to blame others when we um, are at fault? Um, You know, and one thing I would add to that, just to go the extra mile, sometimes we're not at fault, but I think it's okay to take responsibility. Uh, Romans 12 also says, be at peace with all men, so long as it depends on you. So it may be something insignificant, but you know, our pride causes us to inflate things where we can get to a place of, we are, uh, quarreling over things that ultimately don't matter. And sometimes it's just good for the preservation of the relationship to set your pride aside and take the blame, take the responsibility. And um, let peace reign in that circumstance and not pride. So choose peace over pride, I think, is the way I would say that. that. And, um, you know, and I think the the characteristic of the Christian is that we seek to not only be be, uh, vessels of mercy, but vessels of peace and love and grace. And I think that's a sign of grace. You know and there's so much grace in our lives we don't recognize but we can have grace in those circumstances of conflict or quarreling Um, you know I I heard someone say recently that conviction of our sin is grace Um, fleeing temptation is grace and um, you know recognizing The error of our ways is grace, and we have a chance to repent and make things right. Uh, uh, You know, but the grace of God touches so many aspects of our lives, and I I just think we don't think about it. Um, Anyways, I'm looking at this document, and it looks like I I just covered, I don't know, 10 or 12, these characteristics. Um, So I'm going to, there's going to be a part three of brokenness, apparently, because... Um, there's 20 more items to cover, so I'm going to wrap this here. Um, but I appreciate you listening and I appreciate, um, the opportunity to, um, to share with you on this evening and, um, hopefully, um, you know, this would be a great blessing to somebody, um. Father God, thank you for um, tonight. Thank you for your words and thank you for your spirit. And um, please uh, keep us safe. I pray that you get folks home safely tonight. And um, I pray that this would just encourage the hearts of whoever might hear it. Uh, we thank you and we praise you and we're grateful. And we ask this in the name of the Lord Jesus. And. Um, uh, you know, two of the things that I'm starting to enjoy about this show is uh, one, picking out the images for the the post, and one is choosing the music. Um, and the image for tonight's post is from Second Thessalonians three five. I thought it was appropriate for the day. May the Lord lead your hearts into the full understanding and expression of the love of God, and patient endurance that comes from Christ. 2 Thessalonians 3, 5. Um, anyways, so you'll see that. You'll see some little red hearts there. So, again, I hope I didn't ruin red for you. Um, and this next... Uh, so we're going to close out with a Michael Card song. And I'm just going to play it. Um, I think it's appropriate for the day. And so you can enjoy this with your beloved. And... Um, or yeah, your uh, or your future, um, your future beloved, whatever. So, anyways, I uh, thank you for your time, and I hope this had value for somebody. And um, uh, we'll get to part three on this, uh, possibly this, probably later this week. I would imagine. So, God bless. Thanks so much.
0: just